Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Dillon Patreon episode. Returning favorite, Giannis Pappas is with us in Austin, Texas. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to be in the new capital of the world. Yeah, there's no clubs open yet. Yes. No clubs, but Joe's going to have one, and then Cap City will open, I don't know when, but hopefully soon. You know, I was just sick. I was looking at Ben. I was going like, you know what? They don't teach you that at college. They don't go, you know, we're going to train you to sit and smoke a cigarette and (laughs) produce a podcast on a beautiful deck overlooking a beautiful Texas Longhorn Hill. Yeah. And they won't sell me this house because the people that own it think it's worth $20 million because they've lost their minds. But you know what? Hey, Elon Musk keeps saying Austin with uh, plus signs on Twitter. So everybody's just like, hey, fuck it. If you don't want to pay a a million and a half dollars for a house that uh, would appraise for eight fifty, they go. If you're not into that game, if you don't want to throw one five cash, then get out of town because somebody else will. I mean, somebody who has a company, somebody who has a tech company, uh, will come in here and buy this house cash and stash their wife and kids there. Will they sit in a room and try to figure out how to come up with a device that takes everybody's fingerprints off or whatever the hell? (laughs) <laughs> you went to the Texas Ranger game? I went to the Texas Rangers game today. Yeah, it's the only full-capacity sporting event that has happened in the United States in over 12 months. Yeah. Texas did it as a middle finger. You know what was funny is that, so it was full-capacity, nobody had masks on. Half the people are going to die of COVID, but, you know, they're going to they're gonna die to the Star Spangled Banner, and that's all they care about in this yeah. town, and they're big fucking people. But... We were in full capacity. Nobody was wearing masks. And then on the escalator, they told us that you couldn't walk on the escalator because of social distancing. So Texas talks about how everyone else is fucked up. The whole thing is fucked up. Yeah. All these social distancing rules don't make sense. I'm sitting at a table, put my mask on. I get up, take it off, put it on, take it off. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I got sense. vaccinated. I've had COVID. Why am I wearing a fucking mask right now? It feels like I'm wearing a condom having sex with my wife. Yeah. Can I does, just fucking raw daddy life right now? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, the media wants COVID to keep going. Like, the media keeps writing articles where they're like, the fifth wave. <laughs> Don't worry. The ninth wave is coming. And we found a mutant strain of COVID. And it will, because it, Trump is gone, so there's yeah. nothing left. COVID's the last thing they got. Have you seen, like, the ratings, how much they've dropped in, like, CNN? Tanked. Yeah. They've tanked and they've gone in the toilet. And then the media is going to, they don't know what to do because they can't really criticize uh, the president who has clearly has dementia. <laughs> he has dementia, and it would be a news story. Um, the, you know, they were always saying, like, Trump, Trump seems to be slipping mentally and maybe he has dementia. And this guy clearly, clearly, it has something wrong. But they can't talk about that, so it, they they've got to just talk about uh, they've got to talk about COVID, and then uh, when that is done, and that I don't know when that happens—six months, a year, whatever—but when that's completely done, uh, they might have to turn around and go, "Why is the president drooling? <laughs> like, why is the president of the United States like just completely?" But I think that's the point, right? The point is that he's just going to, Kamala's going to take over at a certain point. Yeah, Kamala's just, she's waiting to inherit the throne. You know, she's like, uh, she's like um, 
Anna Nicole Smith, who married that billionaire, <laughs> yeah. just sitting there going, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. <laughs> Can I get you another coffee? And then yeah. there's just, yeah, there's just a little bit. Let's just let's just say it's not micro do- and dosing. And she's dead, right? She's dead. She yeah, died. she overdosed. Yeah, yeah sad. I remember her in The Naked Gun, yeah. 33 and the 3rd, when I was young, those Leslie Nielsen movies, back when you could make goofy movies that weren't about imperialism. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember her, and then I remember she married that old guy. And I remember she had this, that show, The Anna Nicole Show. Yeah. I think it was on E! She was a basket case mess. Yeah. How many of those shows, because you know, you know, like Mark, you know, Mark Burnett, you had a meeting with him and everything. Yeah. It's just so funny that, like, so many of the, remember when Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown had a show? They're just showing up to put cameras in the faces of drug addicts. Yeah, which is, which, which is when TV was good. It was true. It was true. I mean, Dr. Drew had that show, Celebrity Rehab, with Jeff Conaway. Yeah. I mean, they were giving these people no real help, and they just put cameras in the faces of drug addicts. Like, they did it with Anna Nicole, they did it with Whitney. Yeah. And some days they would show up and, like these, they were too fucked up to record, and they'd have to like give them water. I mean, imagine that. Imagine like going through schooling, film school, or whatever you went through, and then like you gotta like you know give a drug addict water so they can get up and and finally film a scene where they scream at their daughter. <laughs> like, like what yeah. a horrible. <laughs> we'll get to this fake storyline going once, once, <laughs> once we get Anna Nicole Smith off of the IV. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got to get her up and, you know, just, just, you know, get in with some smelling salts, wake her up. And we got, and it's just like that real housewife show that Andy Cohen has where multiple people on the show have off themselves because the whole show is about like being rich and a lot of them have no money and pretend to be rich. And what happens eventually is one guy. Uh, they were pretending to be rich so much he just offed himself <laughs> because it goes. It, they were like, they were like, he's like, we can't keep doing this, and we can't keep pretending to have money. I know you want to be on the show, but like, you know, again, he just just took himself out. Yeah, on the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. I learned from you. I I'm gonna just. I got one person. I'm gonna be honest with yeah. my wife, and then yeah. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna start. I gotta start lying more. You got, I told you that. I told I'm you to start... lie to the people you care about. Yeah. If you don't lie to the people you care about, I mean, you don't really care about them. Yeah. I mean, you know I'm... who said that to me? Who came up to me in the green room? Ben knows exactly. This is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, somebody came up to me in the green room of the comedy store. Goes, hey man. He goes, I heard you. You did this whole bit on your show about how you only lie to the people you care about. If you don't lie to them, you don't care about them. He goes, dude, that was brilliant. And I said, oh, thanks so much. He goes, I realized you were a real deal when I heard that. And that man's name was Chris D'Elia. I mean, that's true. true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ben was there. But, you know, he enjoys the show. That's what matters. I don't know what happened. I'm not an attorney. He enjoys the show. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, that. I think that's the key to success is to just lie. You have to. Well, you yeah. got to. I think, I don't know if it's straight out lying, but it's it's... You can't be too honest with right. people. Right. You just can't. You have to lie to them. There's, well, <laughs> there's no way to- What you're basically saying is you have to lie to them. Because I don't like anyone. So right. here's the reality. If I were to be honest with everybody, when as soon as they came up to talk to me, I'd go, I'm sorry, I don't like you. Yeah. I would, I, hey man, I, I, I apologize. I don't, I, maybe it's like a misunderstanding. I'm not like, I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> 
I don't need this in my life. But you can't do that. You got to go, no, 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 that sounds good. So you're thinking about starting a podcast. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. 20 what? 2021? You can yeah. start. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. No, it's good. I was at the I was at the game today with a, a girl uh, who's from California who moved here, which is like, you know, that's everybody, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she told me her father was two different coaches. She gave me two different names for... <laughs> And I just pretended to ignore it, you know. Yeah. Like so, she told me that her dad was a was a coach on a on on a, on a major league team. She told me his name, and then ten minutes later, she told me a t- completely different name. So it's yeah. two different guys, and so she was lying about it. And I wasn't going to sit there and go, you know. And that's when I started to think, like, I need to start just doing this and just tell people Richard Gere is my brother. Yeah, you well, know? she was practicing on you because if this is what I've always said, you got to lie all the time because yeah. you never know when you're going to need to be good at it. <laughs> It's like drunk driving. You can't do it once in a while. You got to do it every night or right. not at all. It's like people learning English as a second language and they talk to you, but they're really just practicing English. Yeah, that's yeah. what she's doing. She's just trying out a few whoppers on you yeah. to see the next time she's at a job interview where she's got to lie to a dude so she could, you know, get some of the money or whatever. Or, you know, she's got to lie to her sister or, you know. It, it's the way the co- whole country is run on. Now, we have this weird job because we can be honest like on these shows and it's funny yeah but if everyone's lying who's at the wheel the best liars yeah the they're greatest the, liars so the best liars are just the bushes driving. the yeah. clintons the people that fund them uh the rockefellers the morgan i mean historically bezos all these guys like they lie and create like carl rove said we're an empire we create our own reality like these people just create their own reality they don't even consider it lying they're just inventing truth they're inventing what they want to be true. It's not absolutely not true. And the only difference between them and regular liars is regular liars when they get dehydrated, drink a Gatorade, and they drink uh, children's blood with adrenaline in it. Yes, adrenochrome. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just told. Well, is that true that they're drinking adrenaline no, in children's blood? I don't think a lot. Of, I don't think all of them are drinking adrenochrome. Who told you that at the Texas Rangers game? The guy I was just Did driving. They come on with, with an announcement. <laughs> Yeah, they say, hey, welcome to Texas. There's a bunch of pedophiles surrounding this area. (laughs) Let me tell you something right now. That pizza place was spooky, man. If you went in there, it was a vibe. I never understood the need to believe they were drinking the junior Isn't fucking the kids bad enough? I always said that because they are fucking the kids. But they go, and then they're eating them. I go, well, wait a minute. Yeah. And, like, literally, this is what what somebody said to me once. They're trying to explain the QAnon horse shit. They go... They fuck the kids, but they go, but then you got to hear about the really bad stuff. And I went, the really bad stuff? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I, I don't understand. Do you think there's a chance that Alex Jones could have broke into their meeting and they were drinking wine and he just, it just was red and he thought it was adrenaline? It's possible. I do think they kill some of the kids because if the kids start getting mouthy yeah. and talking, then the kids got to go. Right. That's why they want kids from foster homes. I mean, these are evil people that are doing this. They're very evil. Right. Um, but I, now listen, are there occult weird shit and has weird shit happened? Absolutely. Do I think it's, do I think everybody in the world that has money is doing it? No. Um, do I think pedophiles exist and are protected? I know for a fact. Yeah. Like high level members of the government or just regular rich people are, you know, if you're a poor pedophile, you just grab a kid off the street. If you're a rich pedophile, there's a business around it. Well, just the like Catholic a business church was like a whole yeah. institute. You whole can thing. make it, based on facts, you could probably make an argument that maybe the Catholic church was set up yes. as a ruse to systematically rape children. It's not the worst argument. I mean, the da- the evidence uh, uh, kind of points that way. That is not the worst argument. I mean, it points that way. 
It's weird when somebody when I mean, it, think about it. They're against abortion. Of course, they're against abortion. What's their supply? Their supply right. is unwanted kids. <laughs> yes. So you never fuck with a motherfucker's supply. Yeah. That's Don't a good point. Kill that kid. Send him to our seminary. I always get weird when like somebody tells me their son's thinking about being a priest. I go, oh, he's a pedo. Like immediately, I jump to that. Right. If somebody goes, this young kid's thinking about being a priest. I go, what? And think about it. Who who is an authority figure? You call him father. Who right. do you never question? Fa- uh, he's a, a representative of God. Don't question him. Father, his name is Father. Right. You, uh, give my son to him. Unwanted son to him. He's going on a ball game trip. You know what I mean? In, right. In, in, in Father's basement. You know. So yeah. it's like that's where the ball game's happening. And you don't question. The parents never say anything. I'd love to get in there to the Vatican Bank and see what they got. Because they got a lot. Oh, they got a fucking... You know how you when you go to 7-Eleven, they got a Slurpee machine? <laughs> yeah. They got an Adrenamine machine. Yeah. It's just pumping. Yeah, I just, learned, I just learned the word today on the ride back. Who said... Who told you that? Ah, Texas. Everyone in Texas is saying this it. This idiot that you drove with? I mean, it's just... Yeah, I mean, it just there's, there's things going on. I mean, there's fucking children's blood that have painted the walls of the White it's House. It's not Texas. It's, it's literally everywhere. Yeah. And uh, and it's probably true at this point. You know what I mean? It's it's true enough. I thought Gasoline Maxwell was a good good gal. What'd you what'd you call her? Jocelyn Maxwell. <laughs> Goddess is in mid stroke. <laughs> he calls David Dobrik Daniel Dobrik all the time. I don't you're, know. Any- you got to go full boomer. You're about to go full I boomer. I know. None of these people have any importance to me, so I never learned their names. I know, but you should. I only know one name. It's Joe Rogan. Yeah. Come kick me in the chest. I'll move here or tell you I am at least. <laughs> it's uh I can't go back to New York. You know, I look at New York and I go, I love New York, but it's like a part of the past. And LA is just is on fire, literally and figuratively. And uh they just turned David Dobrik into a rapist. So you look at LA, you go, I can't go to LA. So Austin's kind of it at the moment. Like, I don't want to go back to I don't want to go back to getting on a subway. And getting off a subway and, like, running around doing spots. I'll do it every now and then. Like, I'll jump over there and and do comedy. But, like, as a lifestyle, I don't want that lifestyle. Yeah, no. Because I I did it for years, and so did you. Yeah, I don't think you have to anymore. I think some of that is uh, a good problem to have kind of. I think what you're calling I think what you're saying is, without saying it, is your socioeconomic status doesn't really... Well, no jive with the subway anymore. But nobody's does. Yeah. Here's the thing. Actually, nobody's does if you think about the amount of time you spend doing bar shows. Right. And if you just took, if you found a few people that were funny. Well, Tim Warner's not going to be able to hop in his I mean, he's living Tesla. in Tesla, yeah. N- nobody even knows who he is, but he's living in like a van. He's a sweet kid, but it's yeah, not he, working He burns out. newspapers for heat. Yeah. But the idea that people just have ignored the internet forever and have said, we're just going to rely on like the people that own comedy clubs. And let's be very honest. The people that own comedy clubs or book comedy clubs, these are the same types of people that were outside of a tent selling tickets to a bearded lady or a, a, a fucking two sisters, the conjoined twins, the same person that was selling like tickets to come see the conjoined twins is now the booker of stand-up New York like, yeah. or whatever club you fill in. Like, and that's what I liked about the pandemic is they, they finally took their circus outside. Yes. And they said, you know, yes. what, can, can are you available for, for the 815 one train show? <laughs> 
It was. They started doing shows in tents. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like a circus. Yeah, it felt like did, a literal circus. They did a, a clean show in one car, and then you moved around to the late show, hosted by Jay Okerson in the in the second car. Yeah. I mean, my, my ex-roommate, guys like that, man, they're part of the history of American entertainment because they would have been in, like, the Depression-era tent carnival circuit. Yeah. Like, the Dust Bowl, you know. They would they just came up like they're that that type of person uh, has had a place in entertainment forever. It's never the successful place, but it's always a place. There's always a guy who's like, "Come this way, yeah. see the sights." Like, and, and then and, there's also uh, like uh, an overseer carnival guy who's like whipping the bearded yes. lady. <laughs> yes, and that's yes. what the bookers and club owners do to the comics. Yeah. They go, "You're good to be here. Yeah. Welcome. Sit at your water station and gossip." <laughs> Basically, the cellar table, it's a fucking water station where waitresses gossip. Yeah, it's, it's, I've never spent that much time there. I mean, obviously, it's like legendary did you stuff. Did you enjoy your half-off chicken fingers? Yeah. And, <laughs> and your $75 check that it, will be taxed? It's, it's, a, it's a crazy business. Like, the idea of being employed in this business is weird. Especially in 2020, it's weird yeah. being employed. You got to take now, a little ownership people, of your certain own career. People got to do it, and I get it. But it's very strange to have like a boss and have people tell you what to do and have people rat on you and like if you don't have a good set, uh, a waitress will tell somebody and then they go, "Hey, what happened down there?" It's like it's a very strange thing to have to conform to what's kind of an archaic, set. and that's a lot of clubs. It's everywhere. It's just like. It's just the way that it works and that people just do it and just kind of unquestioningly do it. Yeah, and I just, I never understood the comedy club system where on a Tuesday it was $25. Or like, how about this one? On Thursday it's $25. Show's sold out. Friday, all of a sudden, I'm getting $75. Right. How did? What's that slight of Yeah, hand? what's that difference? Yeah. yeah. Can you show me that magic trick I in slow motion? the argument is that people drink more on Friday, but that's not true. No, because it's a two-drink minimum. Yeah, and a lot of those people on Tuesday, they're on a vacation getting yeah. bombed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like, to, I'd like to see that magic trick in slow motion. It'll be fun to go back and do a few spots, but and, and, and you know, I'm excited for Joe's Club to open because I want to be somewhere new. I don't want to come out of this pandemic the way I went into it. And I think being in a new club, a new state, a new environment is much better than going back to the same things that I used to do, even the store, which I love, but, like, the same types of things to me. I mean, my spots at the store used to be, like, 1 a.m. Not 1 a.m. I'd get, like, 11.30 spots, right, which were decent spots for a guy that just got passed. But the three people before me would bomb a lot of the times, and they had nothing going on, no fan base. They simply got those spots because they were passed at the club longer than I was. They didn't have a podcast, they didn't have anything going on, they weren't on TV or any of that. They just, they would get the spot because it was like, hey, they put in the time, and it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Remember that? I remember. Yeah, yeah. I would go there and, you and know. You'd go up late and people would cheer, they were there to see you. Yeah, yeah it, it was just weird because it was like, you waited around and then people would go up and they'd be like, yeah, you know, this guy's been here for 15 years. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. What does that mean? What I love about, like, uh, you know, Jeremy Piven and Michael Rappaport <laughs> yeah. is that they're waiting, to, they're waiting to get good. They're waiting right. to get good before they do weekends. So yeah. they're waiting to put 10, 20 years in because they know that the audience really cares about the craft. Yeah. And they're going, you know what? 
<laughs> Michael Rapport was good, but he wasn't technically as good as some of the guys I saw at this comedy club on a Tuesday night. What I so. love about Jeremy Piven is he's the only guy that got me too'd into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like he got me too'd into stand up because you can see how stand up's like the lowest art form ever. Yeah. People that have had serious Me Too problems take refuge in stand-up comedy. Yeah. Because they're like, I mean, I walked into stand-up New York, which Jeremy Piven was on stage, and you're just looking at him like, what the hell <laughs> happened to that guy? Yeah, I knew, you just know that Screech- He wants to do the podcast, yeah. and we just didn't answer. <laughs> Screech and Steve-O, you yeah. know, you go from like, you can't staple your balls at 50, so it's like, but you can go up on a stage and tell jokes. It's yeah. like- Stand up is like the Statue of Liberty. It'll take whatever, yeah. what give me your weary, your tired, yeah. your damaged, your molested, your former yeah. carnival stars. Yeah. Give me your former child uh, nerd, fucking yeah. screech, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean nobody ever learned his name, but he, he you know, he was able. Dusted to, Diamond. Dusted Diamond. He was available to do a weekend at Side Splitters. Yeah, he was around. He was available. He definitely hit. Uh, did a couple cycles of Soul Joel. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. Well, it's what I love about I was we would do the Soul Joel gig and I love Soul Joel, but you know they clearly. But the green room was a little. You said the green room was a little because it had floor mats. Well, <laughs> first of all, they you didn't. You said pay. I like the, I like what they did with the place, but the floor mats need to be winterized. Yeah, we, the green room was a car. It was an Escalade, which was nice, but also they didn't pay for the kerosene or for the heat lamps yeah. or whatever they were putting in the heat lamps. So the second show, we're all like kind of up there half bombing because it was freezing. People are in, in blankets with ski masks on, and I'm entertaining them in the middle of a field in Pennsylvania. And I was like, oh, this is the end of the world. <laughs> you did feel like that. You go, this is the fucking end of the world. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it was kind of apropos, though, that like the capital of comedy became Royersford, PA during a pandemic. That's very That funny. our country could not handle because yeah. we are a failed yeah. state in every way yeah. in every way what do you think of austin i mean you're staying downtown it's a dump i think um it might everyone who's like has any semblance of reason has retreated here yeah and that's what scares me because you know like venezuelans cubans when they escaped yeah. uh you know <laughs> they escaped to america they swam here on rafts or on yeah. their tt's back or whatever yeah. and <laughs> You know, and there was some aunt who was drowning, but then the 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 niece was, and she just said, "Go, you know, go live yeah. freedom." And they made it. And now I get the sense that people who have like any sense of reason or in the middle politically or have common sense are moving. They're moving to Austin. They're moving to Texas. Yeah. They're moving to Dallas. They're moving to Fort Worth. They're moving to Florida. And the thing is, that's still in America. So there's just nowhere to hide. Yeah. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. The, there's, there's a real worry that, and we talked about this, people are, a lot of people are just disconnected. The elites are completely disconnected from any of the problems that are happening. Uh, they believe all of the problems are on social media, on Twitter, which they've all created, by the way. But none of them understand that, like, Cleveland is a bombed out third world hellhole. That Kansas City and Omaha, Nebraska, when you drive through them, uh, look like you're in Bosnia. Yeah, you um, look like you're in a, a Kurt Russell movie. It looks yeah. like Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah. There's tents in every major city. There's large communities of tent cities. Yeah. There's boarded up houses. There's boarded up. And if you bring this up, people look at you like you've done the wrong thing. Right. By bringing it up, they go, wait a minute, what? They don't want any reality to puncture their idea of, 
you know, what's going on. But I, it's bad out there. I mean, even Dallas. Was Dallas like, is bad. You, like, I don't want to walk around here. No. You know, you go see the X in the spot and then you fucking Cities leave. work like sharks. When If they stop moving, they die. If a city stops moving, which is what happened with COVID, these things die. Yeah. When you close the restaurants, the shops and all this stuff, there's just nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. And then the cities become vacant. People leave. Homeless people move in. They set up camps. Those people are, have mental health problems that the government doesn't doesn't give them any help with. Those people then set up these you know barter economies of drugs and sex and whatever else. And this is what happens. I mean, it's like the cities get deserted. Manhattan got deserted. Everybody was working from home. Yeah. So like people move in and they go, hey, okay, this is fun. Tesla Tesla's gonna take the homeless people in Austin and, and just send them out in into space. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret that people don't know. That might Rudy happen. Giuliani used to put them on buses and send them to the West Coast. He would send them upstate New York or upstate too, all over the place. Yeah. All I mean, Elon Musk and uh, all his tech cronies here are just gonna put them on. A, uh, What's your in, read on a guy like him? On Elon Musk? Yeah, because he's new kind of, hairline. I know he's that very. He's brilliant, but he's also kind of a huckster. He's all over the place. Yeah. He loves fame. Yes. And he's a visionary, but it's also like he part married, of it is. Yeah, he married like a celebrity, like MC Squared is her name, right? Yeah, Grimes. And his daughter is like a fucking name the computer code. Right. He likes attention. He's like, yeah. he hangs out with Kanye West. You know he can't understand a word Kanye West is saying, right. but he did it for the gram. Like, it's it's wild to have a billionaire be one of the richest people on the planet, and you know he's also doing things for the gram. Yeah. Which is just lets you know that... You know, nobody has any tact anymore. No, there's no... I will say one thing about the Morgans and the Rockefellers. Like, there was a little... There was there was something nice about the idea of uh, just a, a an evil billionaire locked away in a castle. Now, they're, like, on Twitter all the time bothering you. Right. It's like, have the decency to not... That's what I like about Warren Buffett. He's, he just stays in his little hut in Omaha because he's a little goblin, and he's got that fraudulent garbage, you know, I'm, I like my house, which you don't. Uh, God only knows why he stayed there, but he's a goblin, and he stays there in his little hut and just is worth $100 billion and emerges every now and then like a groundhog uh, to tell everybody things are going to be okay and then <laughs> buys five companies. Yeah. You know, that's something nice about it. He's not on Twitter all the time. I don't think he is. Is he, Ben? You he's know, not, He's not. He's not. There's something nice about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Elon Musk, there's something a little weird about someone who's a, such a big billionaire who wants the love of the people. Why do you want the admiration of the But I guess the all the, the things he wants to do, he's got these grand designs on the way society should be run. He needs some type of public support. I think... We don't deserve it, though. Yeah. Take, take your fucking rocket ship and go to Mars... Well, me and Ben talk about it all the time. The next step, and is is you know we were talking to a guy the other day. He goes, "I want to build my own city." Right. Um, that's going to be next, where billionaires will just build their own cities that are smart cities, where uh, in order to get in, they're going to look at your credit score, your medical history, this, that, and the other thing. It's going to be retinal eye scan. You know, it'll be biometric, all that bullshit. And uh, you the world know, world would be a better place, man. I mean, look at what we've done with freedom. I mean, we had it. We had a little experiment here where they said, "What do the people want?" And the people want. The people said, "I want nachos with liquid cheese." <laughs> that's what they said. It really is true. Democracy yeah. really is not. They say, the way. I want a buffet with yeah. limitless <laughs> options. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want to be able. I don't want to be able to walk. I want to be. Able, I want you to invent the device that will roll me there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a tough. It's a tough argument right now to make for democracy. Yeah, I mean, it was it's a like, tough podium to stand on to talk about how great democracy. I mean, there is. are companies that move cars. Yeah, and now that those companies are moving people. Yeah. that are on wheels. Yeah. They're saying, I'll move your, you're moving, you're relocating, I will move, I will send your car to you, and I'll also send you your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, your grandmother was just as heavy as the car. There's also something about the idea of, like, the, the, the diet of content that we fed ourselves, from, like, trash talk shows to reality shows. I mean, just mind-numbingly bad entertainment uh, for decades, and... Bad food, bad entertainment, bad news. Well, that's the thing. And we've rotted our brains. Everyone's brains rotted. That's why QAnon, it like, it takes hold pretty easily because people's brains have been rotted. They've been rotted and they have no love for knowledge. I mean, it's like you just say to a kid, what would you rather read, the autobiography of Abraham Lincoln or the notebook? And they'll take the notebook every fucking time. Right. So it's like... That's, we've kind of, nonfiction is just not as fucking lit as right. fiction. And right yeah. now it needs to be fucking lit. Okay? <laughs> if you are not an influencer slash merch dropper yeah. slash TikToker slash boxer slash Chinese spy, you are not employed. <laughs> it is fucking, if, <laughs> you don't have a job right. unless you're Jake Paul. Yeah. If you're not a Chinese scientist, yeah. Or South Asian doctor, yeah. you better be yeah. Jake Paul. Right. Yeah. That's it. There's not a lot out there. There's not a lot out there, dude. There's not a lot of jobs out there. They've been eliminated. There's no travel agents. I remember, like, everything is, uh, computers have taken everything. Right. I mean, there's something to what Yin Yang I mean, wants to do. how stupid are you now if you need a travel agent? If you need a travel agent, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're a mongoloid. You're a mongoloid. You a travel yeah. agent. And, but what jobs did those people get that used to work in Liberty <laughs> Travel? Where did they go? Do they Are they all handing out buzzers at Panera Bread? Where are they? <laughs> yeah, they're in a tent. Yeah, they got to be in a tent. Yeah, that's true. What are they doing? Yeah. That's why, like, people are surprised at the canceling. The canceling, that's a whole economy. Yeah. That's a job. <laughs> that's a new job that's yeah. emerged yeah. that is necessary. That's true. Yeah, the, you, those people need to be employed. They need to take people down so they can eat. Yeah. They're not They're not outraged by what you said. They're just trying to eat. Yeah. Because there's, there's, it's a story and people will read it. Well, we, we stay, you know, we go on the road and, like, you know, Airbnb now is like, like, you walk into a hotel now, there's, like, no one there. Right. Like, hotels now are, like, done. Yeah, you could just you go stay at like some guy's house. Massive. You walk into a Hyatt. Yeah. There's just empty conference rooms. Yeah. No no businesses are doing conferences because of COVID. And, by the way, they're not going to start doing them either because they go, we're saving all this fucking money. Yeah. So you walk through a Hyatt, and, and you're, like, there's no one there. There's, like, one guy at the front desk because Hyatt's, like, well, we're not employing anybody anymore. There's, like, three people. You're in a carcass of what used to be a functional hotel, <laughs> like a massive hotel. Me and Ben have been the only people me ben or dan like we're walking around these hotels there's like they're spooky yeah there's I, nobody in them and they're desolate wastelands no dude we're all everyone uh, fa uh, only fans is like yeah we're just monetizing feet ourselves feet yeah if you yeah you know if you have a fetish you just yeah. go on only fans it's like you have to monetize everything you have to be fully monetized pretty soon instead of renting out your house Airbnb, you'll start renting out family members and giving them to people yeah. and be like you'll move and be like do you want to do you want to traffic my daughter <laughs> <laughs> You, you could stay at my house. It's run by a management company, yeah. and there's also <laughs> my daughter. There's a management company that handles my daughter to be trafficked for a week. Yeah, 
We're monetizing our own homes, yeah. our lives, yeah. our family members. You Everything have, is content, you dude. You gotta have a monetization yeah. strategy. I mean, if you got nice feet, show And we're headed towards a big crash. Like so, like this NFT stuff. Headed like, towards it. Like You mean we're, we're going to acknowledge it soon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what's interesting about the NFT stuff is like, you, you know, which we are NFT. What did we close at? 10. 10K? Mm-hmm. 10. I thought it was going to go for $80 million. Man. Well, now, I, what is NFTs? Because I'm a boomer. It's a non-fungible token. So, ben, Ben explains this better than I can. It's essentially a, a type of digital art. Could be video. That's how you know whatever. we're done. We're fucking dealing each other imaginary stuff. There's yeah. imaginary money. There's but imaginary ben, art. For a second, is I there want, a screen grab from I your want podcast? You explain to Giannis what's happening with digital real estate. Now people are going to own houses online. Now, let <laughs> give Ben a few minutes here. Okay, Giannis. So, do you know about the game Decentraland? It's uh, it's an AI game that people can go in and, and be no, a, a literally totally listen because this, this is scary. I'll, I'll explain it to you. Like you can go in it. It's like Sims. You remember Sims? Yes. Remember those games where you could be whoever you want, have a house and a wife. Now people are going in and buying plots of land within the game for like eighty k to build a home because it's in a prime part of the town to build something on. So people are legitimately going in a hundred thousand. And the NFTs are the this. art you're going to hang in the fake home. Right. Fungible means it can be replicated or duplicated. Non-fungible means what's it, going it on, guys? Like I didn't know about this. So what, what's going on? That's not. We're moving into the computers. That's not real. Yeah, we're, we're moving, moving into, into the computers because Detroit and Cleveland and and Omaha and all these places are garbage. But you can't live in a computer. Yeah, but you can live in a pod. You can, you can have pod. like a little pod, and then you just get the, and, it's like and everything mirror. of value that yeah. you have will be in a computer. Yeah, everything cool. When you take mm-hmm. out your phone, you go look at this cool thing I own. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be on your phone, and then your house is going to be on a computer because your real house is going to be uh, a, a tiny little apartment pod. Yeah. Or it'll be because that's what they're going to do. It'll be mega cities with pods. It'll be green energy. It'll be like you can't own a car anymore. You're mm-hmm. not allowed to do that. Can't do this. Can't do that. Whatever it is, the environment, whatever it is, you'll you'll be relegated to a small District 9 type of thing. And everything of value that you own and all of your formative experiences are all going to be predominantly digital. The term is digitally native. Kids are digitally native because they grow up on the Internet. Right. Their first boyfriend or girlfriend or friend is on the Internet. Right. Everything's the internet. I mean, right. so, at and the pretty end the- soon they'll probably have sex where they have sensors on, right? And you can like be in virtual reality. There's going to be sex be dolls. Oh yeah, nobody has yeah. sex anymore. I mean, yeah. sex is like forget it. Like yeah. the the levels of people having sex has dropped dramatically. Everybody's on porn. There's 24 year olds with ED yeah. because of porn. They jerk off all day. Yeah. It's. Yeah, someone's like, oh, that's a porn star. You go, no, that's my teacher. She's just, it's the summer, and she's on fans only. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> only fans. Yeah, whatever fans it is. <laughs> Full boomer. I try Daniel not to remember Daniel fans only. I try to remember It's all fans toxic. Only. I try not to remember it. Yeah, but I don't know what I'm going to, how I'm going to raise my daughter in this yeah. world. I have a daughter now. Yeah. And like, I know when she turns five, she's going to sit me down and talk about toxic masculinity <laughs> and fucking how I'm a patriarch. And, yeah. You know, how, how I need to accept a few people of color into our family. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to force me to adopt people. Like, I'm scared about what it's going to be like to raise her. I'm going to have to wait for her to choose her gender. It's like, if we're letting kids choose their gender at five, why not force them to tell us their politics, too? Right. They need to choose. If you're going to choose point. gender, you should let That's me know whether you're you Republican or bit. Democrat you do that bit. by five. You should do that bit. Yeah. That's I just did bit. it on your podcast. That's the future. I'm not going to do it on stage. Why would I do it? Look, <laughs> I'm doing it here now for more people. I just did it for 18 to 19,000 people. 20. I'm not going to go yeah. do it for 50 people at the 
fucking stand. Okay, you know what I'll do? If you want to pay to see me, yeah. I'll stand up. Yanni Lawn Day's Patreon. Yeah, and I'll do exactly what Michael Rappaport does: is just make an appearance. Yeah, I'll just stand up there and just talk to the crowd and say, "So, what did you do today? <laughs> I got your hundred bucks in a ticket because your fans, because you heard me on the Tim Dillon show. Yeah. I'm not learning how to tell jokes anymore. Hey, Giannis, here you go. So this is from Bloomberg today. Sophia, the humanoid robot, just sold her NFT digital artwork for $688,000 with plans to create more. Wow. So a robot just sold an NFT. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I know people that can't find a job in the physical world, and a robot just sold an NFT for 700 k Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good luck, everyone. Yeah, good luck. And it's also, <laughs> this is a perfect time for us to be investing trillions of dollars into trying to figure out how to breathe on Mars. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to, you know, it's depressive to think of a future of not living on Mars. Here's the problem with Mars. Yeah. You can't breathe on it. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out a way to send people there. That's the thing with Elon Musk. He just keeps blowing up spaceships in the sky while no one can get vaccinated or healthcare, but we're just blowing up spaceships. Yeah. We can't even figure out how to beat a pandemic. I think it's going to take a little bit more than a decade to figure out how to colonize a planet you can't breathe on. Yeah. I mean, if you can't breathe on there, you can't grow food there, right? You're going to have to figure no, out some I mean, sort they'll of... Have to they're going to terraform. They'll terraform. They'll figure it out. They'll, yeah. they'll figure it out. This, we're going to watch them all leave. Not us, but someone will. Yeah. Some generation will watch them all go, and we'll just still be here. And you know, That's the thing, though. Like, we're, uh, I always remember how stupid I am. Yeah. And, like, we generally are. Right. Because, like, they, you're right. They will figure it out. They'll figure out a way to grow some shit. Like... Uh, to me, it's just like I'd be like, "How did you, how do you grow a cheese sandwich? How right. do you grow a sandwich?" Right. That's what I would say. But I yeah. don't even know what terraforming or, or any of that is. I'm just like, "Grow me a pizza," because that's all. That's what I would think you'd have to do to survive on Mars. But they'll figure it out. We had a good run. This was a good run. No, maybe, but maybe they'll escape to a pot on Mars. Oh, they will. Maybe it'll be like he's just they Elon will. Musk, Joe Rogan, <laughs> and Kamala Harris, <laughs> and they'll just escape. That's a fun pod. That'll be a fun pod. What if Joe had her on? I'd love. What, what, what if the vice president went on his show and did that maniacal laugh? And just did that maniacal did, laugh, yeah, and he yeah. confronted her, and he said, "You put a lot of people in prison." And she looked at him, and she went, "Joe, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> and he passed her a joint. And she started getting high. Like what? Why not? You know, like she goes, "Joe, shut the fuck up!" And she just starts getting high and lifting off. Like at a certain point, it's like, why not? Yeah, you know. Yeah, she'd go. You know, they'd get high and paranoid and start like, they do if they did shrooms. Be like, he's showing a picture of Bigfoot. They're like, you're not really African American. He's like, who cares, Joe? I mean, you're not a journalist either. Okay, you're a fighter. <laughs> they just start laughing. Yeah, they're just like, it's all the same, dude. I mean, Common interviewed Serena recently. You know, the accredited journalist Common. Wait, who interviewed to, who? He did it in a, a Serena Williams. It was okay. just like, and I just saw it was Common interviewing her. She chose to be interviewed by Common. Yeah. So, like, there is no journalism anymore. No. It's all Facebook posts. Yeah. You read an article, there's no different. It's like reading some mentally ill person's Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. You do read the LA Times and you go, oh, this is my aunt. Yeah. <laughs> this is just my aunt's yeah. Facebook page that yeah. someone paid for. Yeah. And to put in the, I haven't touched a physical newspaper in years. Yeah. No, there, because, yeah. You look down, it looks like you were jerking off a coal miner for 10 stops. And then every now and then you'll be in like a, a hotel in one of these towns you're performing in and they'll have like some of the Omaha Herald or something there and you're like, who the fuck? How is this still going on? Yeah. How do you even have 
the budget to print a lot of these local small town papers, which used to do decent journalism, not that one, but some of them did, and they're all gone, and it's weird. Yeah, because that's the world we live in now. You can be whatever you want. Like, Serena can just say, oh, I want to do a big interview. I'll choose who's going to interview me. It's going to be a rapper who's also an actor. Right. You know, common. So it's like all the walls have been broken down. We're living in like an impressionist painting. Like yeah. there's just no structure. There's no lines. It's just this is just a fucking Justin Pollock. What? And I did that next? on purpose. Yeah. What's that next? We disappear into dots. Yeah. Into a Syrah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those writers, or not the writers, the fucking like interviewers who were like What's next? Yeah, so what's next for you, Tyra Banks? Yeah. I don't know. Another talk show? <laughs> I just, I'm excited for, like, I... I for TV to fucking buy the Tim Dillon show and yeah, ruin it. Yeah. I'm excited for, like, I want to see, and I haven't seen this yet, like, I want to see, like, Fallon and Kimmel and people like that start having on-air breakdowns like on air breakdowns where they start losing their mind i want to see true tv's new lineup on it <laughs> that's what i'm excited for are you do you well i mean let, let, we, we should say a little bit about you have a new podcast i have a new podcast yes and it's called yanni long days long days with Giannis pappas and it is on youtube it's on youtube and you can subscribe where you can subscribe uh on youtube itunes spotify Patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days for bonus episodes, which I do in my bathtub because that's my studio, just like Common is Serena's interviewer. Now, fans have asked on my platforms, is there any chance, I have to ask, of a a history, hyenas, either some type of any kind of episodes in the future? Oh, I thought you were about to say boxing match. I, well, I was going to say reconciliation, but I, I don't want to use the term reconciliation because that implies that there's something wrong. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong. Nothing. So I was just saying, is there a chance we're going to oh, we're opening? Be we're, yeah, we're opening for Ben Askren and Jake Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a good gig. Yeah. that's a great. If you guys wrangled that, that's a great yeah, fucking. We're gig. just going to open for that, and it's not a physical fight. It's more of a screaming one. Yeah, but so there I'm will kidding. be. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so there's. It's it's it's. it's uh, can people still listen to old episodes? Or? Yes, History Hyenas is up forever. I, I recommend you come over to Long Days. We're continuing the tradition of, of uh, you know that type of humor. You yeah. Know? And um, it's uh, come over to Hyenas, or you can go to Hey. Uh, uh, Chris has a podcast, Hey Babe, or Chris right. of Chaos. So go to those if you want to listen to us. But yeah, those episodes of History Hyenas are up forever. But and unfortunately, that show ended. Yes, and it was a great show. Great show, and, and, great and both of you guys are going to do good. Yeah. Separately, I mean Ben. Ben and me are breaking up. Ben's going to do his own show, uh, very soon. And, yes. Uh, you know, but we we will still remain friends. <laughs> Ben's going to do his own show where he will giggle into a microphone, and uh, I will do my own show. I don't know how to upload anything, so I will just scream at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> scream and, at the sky would be a great name for a special. Yeah, and I will scream at the sky and just sit there and. We'll figure it out. I, I don't. Ben literally runs my life to the degree where I don't know how money comes, goes in or out of my bank account. I don't know how anything happens. Uh, without Ben, I would literally have to take a class, like a college course, on how to live. Yeah. I just don't have a clue. No. That- I don't understand how anything works. Ben understands how everything works. 
And that is what we need more of to create jobs. And yeah. that is laziness. Yes. So yes. because the jobs can actually be done yes. by one person yeah. or a computer, right? we need to continue to get lazier and lazier yes. to just hire someone to do something else. Yes, I agree. Right? Well, you need food tasters. I we believe need... in the division of labor. Yes. So like, I don't... Pretty soon you need to start hiring a full staff to, like, one pers person cuts your toenails. Yes. The other one makes sure that your rabbit is rare. You yes. like it rare. Yeah. If it's a li if it's a little past rare, you have someone else you've hired that gets that meat thrown at him. Yeah. And his job is to receive the meat in the face. And that's the way we create a new economy um there in needs, America. There needs to be uh yeah, there needs to be some type of we don't make anything any Here's the thing, it's hard for us to understand how 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 bad it is. Because we, we, you know, it's hard. There's an old Greek expression, you know, the camel can't see his own hump. If you look at every Asian city right now, they look like what our cities used to look like at the dawn of the Industrial Revolution. Like, it's all relative. People looking up going, wow. Now in this tech world, you look at those Asian cities in Malaysia and China, you're going, wow. Because they're, they're, they are the result of this era, whereas our cities are the demise from another one. They're right. the, they're the, it's like, right. we're, they're like, ours are museums. Right. Our cities are museums. They're not functioning fucking, you know, it's like there's a two, what is it, one tech hub? It's like Sunnyvale, San Fran, and now Austin's going to be, and the rest of them are just Pittsburgh. Right. Where it's just hipsters running around selling coffee to each other. <laughs> Yeah, it's there's people, no industry here. It's people moving into old factories and making them into like barbecue restaurants. Pretty or soon, yeah. there's gonna be white women from here who are opening up nail salons in China. Yeah, that's gonna happen soon. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. I'm ready to move there and surrender tomorrow. Yeah, well, we do need China to come in here and 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 kickstart the economy a little bit. Yes, we do need it because I don't think I don't think people getting drowned is all bad. Truly. Yeah. Truly. I think certain people... Well, we can't go down this road because every time we've done a podcast in the past, because this happened, people have unearthed an old podcast we did when your when your show was Tim Dillon Goes to Hell, Yeah, where we talked about how we need a plague to come. Wow. <laughs> That's a great... Yeah, yeah. And it happened. And then it happened. That's very interesting because we did talk about that. Yeah, we we did. did talk about... So when we're joking, you're saying, hey, China should come here. That might happen. I told you how they're going to come here, dude. They're going to come. They're coming, and they're hitting Malibu first. <laughs> they're setting up their captain's quarters in Reese Witherspoon's beach house, and then they're storming Pepperdine and the Hype House. Yeah, they're going to take out Taylor Holden first, and they're Taylor gonna... Holder. But how do you know who Taylor Holder is? Because I watched wow. TikTok to find out what the kids are doing. Very good. That was amazing. Yeah, I like the Lopez nice. brothers. I think the Lopez brothers too are in, in hot water. They're good dancers. Yeah, what they I, do? Not in hot water on uh, Anthony Camilla's network. What? They are in hot water for talking to teenagers, the underage teenagers. How but old are they? The Lopez brothers to me look they, like they can be anywhere between fifteen and thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old they are. They're twenty-three. Yeah, and they were talking to like thirteen-year-olds, right? Yeah, and his younger brother's nineteen. They danced okay. it off though. They danced it off. No they comment. Dance off that criticism. They danced off Brush that criticism. Brush that dirt off your shoulder. <laughs> 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 yeah, because the well, allegations came, and literally the older Lopez brother, 
uh, just Doesn't he danced. date Hannah Stocking? She left him because he was trying to talk to a 13-year-old. You know more about this than us. I do. Giannis, I do. you know everything. Giannis just comes in here says he doesn't know anything. And Giannis knows more about the drama of the TikTok yeah, world. Yeah, well, we Hannah did. and Lele are besties. Yes, yes, that's true. They're besties, and they both were nerds when they were younger, and they loved to we post those pictures. We know their old manager or their current manager. Yeah, I mean, Hannah Stocking is getting close to 30. Yeah. And I think when she turns 30, she's got to, what do you do? You can't be, can you be, can you be lit on TikTok in your 30s? Well, those are, she's a YouTuber. Uh, and you can be in your 30s on YouTube. Yeah, you yeah. can be in your 30s on YouTube. You know, uh, Jason Nash is a sweet guy. He's in his mid-80s. So TikTok is purely pedophilia. Well, it, it if you're on TikTok and you're like an older person. You're either bait or a pedophile. You're doing something. Something's up. I tried to be funny on TikTok for a little bit and then I just gave up. Because I was like, I don't have it in me. Yeah. Even though I was doing these, like we're like we tried for what two weeks, mm, two weeks, yeah, two three weeks. I mean, and then I just said I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to like do another one. Do you like f- I just don't have it in me. Like I built the Instagram up, we built the Twitter up. I go, I don't have it in me to do another one. Right. I don't have it in me. Right. I feel that way about my podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I got to do this all over again. Yeah, TikTok was fun for two weeks, and that was it. Do you think what's coming next uh, with this podcast boom is that there will be like a a Lou Pearlman of podcasts who starts putting together like a New Kids on the Black pad, like podcast where he's getting <laughs> <laughs> he gets like one handsome one, one dangerous one, one from this side of the tracks. One closeted gay one. Yeah, it yeah. could be. I think the podcast boom's about done. I think it's about over, and I think the good ones will survive. The ones that are funny, the ones that are interesting. But I think the idea of everybody having one or celebrities just having them because they're bored. Yeah, uh, is that's over. Right. That's gonna go away, and I think the people that have have been in it for a while that are good at it will stay and. They will evolve and they will keep putting out good shit. But I think the idea of a podcast as a vehicle for people is starting to turn. I mean, Ben, you 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 kind of pay a lot of attention to stuff. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's it's definitely on its way out. There's there's way too many people with way too many shows. But I will say, a lot of those shows are just being ignored as well. Right. So, so t- Tim's kind of right, and 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 I know you're joking about the getting the ragtag young group of people into the, yeah. but no one, it, it doesn't work. Right. It, it just doesn't translate. Right. And that's what's going to be interesting after the pandemic is over. Will these big TikTok stars be able to fill arenas with no, their tickets? No, no, no. It's a, it, the smart, the smart kids, and I know some of them, and I say smart meaning. They're in the right place at the right time, and they have apps. I don't mean smart like they're contemplative geniuses. Right. I mean like they're smart. They found a way to parlay that into something. They're investing in companies now, and they're trying. You know, they're launching energy drinks, and every week they have a fake company where they're like fizzle pop, and they just sell it to the uh, fan base of people, and they try to invest in as many companies, and and you know that's what they do because that's the before TikTok there were kids on Vine. And all right. of those kids now 
uh, live in tents on the side of the 101. Or they're selling LA. pussy, right. Or whatever they're doing. But, yeah. like, they didn't parlay that fame, which came very quickly and without reason, uh, into anything. And that generation of people uh, just bombed out. Yeah. And well, Danny Dobrik turned it into something. Yeah, Devin Dobrik. Yeah, Devin Dobrik. Donald now, Dobrik. Yeah, an accomplice to sexual assault is what he turned it into. Yeah. Well, he, but he's, what has he got, Ben? How much money do you think he has? Uh, David, uh, on there it says like 10 million, 10, 15 million. Yeah. Is his net worth on hey, That's enough to run. buy. Yeah, that's enough to run. buy Thailand. Mm-hmm. He had a run. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know. We took, you know, the last episode we talked about him a little bit. I don't know what, but the smart ones fall back, realize they're not going to be famous forever. Start investing in shit, and they try to figure out ways to, you know, you know, keep keep stacking money. But it it's a short burn because your fans are twelve, right? So when your fans grow up and get girlfriends and boyfriends and figure out that they're human beings, although maybe that'll never happen now, uh, you're out it, with the TikTok world, just like you were out on Vine. Just like a lot of people that were on YouTube were at. Remember that guy, Fred, Ben? You told us that guy, Fred, Fred. on YouTube? Yeah. He was, like, big. Right? I remember Huge. Fred. And he used to do, like, the fast-forwarded voice, right? Like That's he'd right. Make his voice sound pitch. like that. Like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm nine. Yeah. Now, what happened to Fred? He's he, done. He's and done he came done. out of the closet. He's, he's, he's he, he did come out of the he closet. He did come out of the closet, which was big. How do you know all this, Giannis? Because, um... I'm Giannis not a, pretends he doesn't know anything, but he knows everything. I'm not a person who sits there and reads science books. <laughs> I'm someone who scrolls on my phone, and I'm my brain has been rotted just the same as everybody else's. Now, you saw Fred at the Grove, Ben. Yeah, at the Grove. Not, wasn't looking good. This was yeah. like 2016, 2017. Just yeah. getting ice cream. Well, I, what's the third act for Fred? There's really the not. The third act, he's getting blown in a sauna. Right. And he's at a... Is at a Russian bathhouse. <laughs> yeah, well, good for him. I mean, that's that's better than I was. Thinking. I will say, God bless him. He made like three films: Fred one, two, and three. So you know, what was Fred three like? <laughs> was that starting to get a little weak? Was Fred three stretching a bit? Yeah. yeah. Once he Fred- developed an Adam's apple and, and went through puberty, like the yeah. gig was up. He yeah. had to stop. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing when you think about what happens to. I mean, but somebody like Hannah Stocking, you know, she's very personable. She's funny. She's, you know, she has nice things about her. I mean, she's not Patrice. You know, when I, whenever I say somebody's funny on this, everyone comes at me. She's not fucking funny. Hey, hey, buddy, relax. She's not Carlin. Right. She's funny to her fans. Right. And she's a personable young lady who's right. not young. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what her gig is. She'll figure it out. Right. She She'll falls- get paid. She's doing like a. She does well, like, like Whitney Cummings. It keeps going. Yeah, Whitney Cummings will will keep going until the end. Yeah, I mean, just it's that Charlton Heston quote. You want my gun out of my cold dead hands? <laughs> you want my followers? Like you know, they'll be like out of my cold dead hands. Like these people are not going away until they do. How about like a sequel to Cheers, but it's a CVS pharmacy and everyone knows your name. It's like certain people walk in and like pills come in yeah. and they just, they have a spot at the bar. <laughs> and they're just, they're just there. For their- <laughs> By the way, that's all that's left in America. You go in these cities, the only thing they have is pharmacies. Yeah. So many of them. On every corner, CVS, a Walgreens, like. Or they- a weed shop. Yeah. yeah, it's pharmacies are big. Yeah. Big Farm is here. Pills are here. Pills are here, and, and they got everybody on them. And I feel like, yeah, if you're not taking pills, if you're not taking pills, you're not working at Bucky's. 
Well, there'll be there'll be more vaccines too. It's like there'll be next year's vaccine. Like they're not going to stop. They'll no, be like, they'll be like uh, they'll be That's like a whole new industry. Yeah, they'll be like this is the next vaccine. Here's your booster. You give it, wait till the racism vaccine. That's going to be fun. No, you just get vaccinated against your own thoughts. Yeah. Don't think that's not going to come. No, I there's, I think they're going fi- to figure out a way to also remove testosterone without making you a eunuch. Yeah, well, Big Pharma will just come yeah. in and go, um, we found out you have a lot of troubling thoughts and a lot of them are, are, are rooted in systems of oppression, but if you take uh, this pill, uh, you can you can kind of be a modern person and then there'll be certain people who act out fantasies as the other sex online but actual trans people in the real world will find out about that and those will be the the new kind of everyone talking about evil people people. none of them are trans it's hilarious it's like most of these people that are out there talking it's like they're not like a person who's transitioned to the another gender they're like a non-binary person or they're like a person who's like i'm just queer and call me this but you're like well do you like what have you like are you are you walking the walk like at least well that's what i'm saying they will be mad that those people aren't walking the walk and then they'll march against them i just can't wait because every year some you know gay people now are like you're privileged and everything Uh, soon people will turn on trans people Soon disabled people will have their day. Right. And then soon it'll be like people will 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 turn on them. Like everyone will get turned on eventually. Everyone who has We will turn around to a trans person in a wheelchair eventually and go, You need to acknowledge your privilege <laughs> and you need to shut your mouth. Because it'll just everyone's gonna have their day in the sun and then yeah. that'll be it. Everyone's getting sort of their fifteen minutes of power right now. It's a kind of instead of fifteen minutes of fame, it's like fifteen minutes of power. It's like we can't talk about you. We can't say anything for fifteen minutes, and it's like a merry-go-round of like every single marginalized group is getting a little taste of what it feels like to tell people. They to make shut people up. take like posters down for volleyball because it's ableist. Yeah, at like colleges. Yeah, I mean, this is where we're at. It's a we're in a weird place. They tried to cancel a daddy-daughter dances. Uh, Why? And where I live, they tried to cancel Daddy Dad. Why? Because, because of gender, because uh, it's not fair. What if uh, it's a lesbian family? Uh, it was all hypotheticals, too. Like, right, there is yeah. no lesbian family. But what if there was right. two women who had a kid? But who cares? They could go to it. Yeah, I said the one with the short hair. Send her. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who cares? Yeah, I don't... I don't know anymore, man. They've turned gay culture into this, like unfun thing where you just have to lecture people all the time about what words to say and it's like what happened to the fucking and the fun and the drugs and what happened to like who you are who are you past being asian or gay now when you hear anyone open their mouth on television it's like you know it's coming you know it's coming like well well, i'm korean or i'm who who just did SNL? daniel daniel david dobrik (laughs) who just guessed it devin dobrik he comes out and he had some funny jokes with the first line. He goes, I'm black and I'm British. He was yeah. like, it's the first thing you got to say. He's the first thing you got to say is Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, from a Black Panther or something, right? Yeah, uh, the Black Messi- Judas and the Black Messiah Oscar nominee. Okay, was he in Black Panther or am I racist? I think he was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, the first thing is I'm black and I'm British. It's like the first thing you got to say is, is like, hey, yeah. I'd have to, if I was hosting SNL, I'd have to walk out and go, I'm gay. Yeah. We there's no value in having it easy. You have to be able to sell that you had it hard in some make believe way, 
because things are so... That's sort of the flaw in freedom is that we're free to complain, right? Right. Like the us saying how wrong things are is evidence of how great things are because we're allowed to say how wrong they are. I think Lorne Michaels should nuke SNL at the end, like when he's right about to go out and just do one real good one. Have Louis Holt, like, bring yeah, everyone that's back. a great idea. Just nuke it with one really good show that everyone will complain about and hate, and then just end it. Yeah, end it, end it, end it. Just do one good one. He's never gotten sick of that show. I mean, he's going on what is it now? How many years? I think like 45, 45 Let me check. years, man. 45 years. He owns a piece of almost everybody who's gone through there after a certain era. He makes them all sign a contract before they audition. Yeah. Any movie they do, anything they do, they he just gets... stole someone else's sketch. Like they don't, out. they don't yeah, have any. Yeah, it's it's the end. Yeah, it's like it's... everybody who submits a writing packet to that, yeah, they lift dude. your shit. They it's all care. urban yeah. night at a club. It's you yeah. know they're about to get shut down by the community <laughs> board, and they're they're getting their last. That's what it is. That's what TV is. It's urban night at the club. That's what clubs do right before they get closed down. They cash in as much as they that can. It is very yeah. true. Yeah. And that's Honestly, why they're going like, point, you know, we're doing point. a Hispanic show. That's what clubs do. We're doing Black Night. We're doing Hispanic Night. Yeah. That's right before it closes. Because that's the last, that's the last kind of mm. shtick pitch. Open mics and Yeah, that's the last yeah. thing. Oh, it's, it's I'm urban. just going to Florida. I just want to live in Florida. <laughs> There's something nice about Florida. I don't know what it is. It's a dirty swamp and everybody's accepted that life is hell. <laughs> and there's just something nice about that. Flor- not Miami either. Not that shit. I don't want to go there. I'm not trying to do that. But, like, the parts of Florida that get it. I love Miami. I dude. like it, too. But yeah. it's too... It, it, people there believe that things are going to be... Like, it's I'm just, talking, like, I want to go somewhere where people get, like... They're either on a golf course or they're drunk at 4 p.m. <laughs> staring at their wife going... Who's going to drop first? <laughs> like, Miami's just, everyone's got their tits out, and everybody's like, let's, we're it's making not- history, and, <laughs> you know, who's got the time for that? No, but the thing about Miami that's great is there's very little wokeness. It's all superficial. Well, that's why you need yeah. coke and fucking. Yeah. You need people to go on drugs and fuck each other. Otherwise, if you take sex out of the equation and tell everyone that they can't get, can't, like, you know, what it starts to happen is, like, I've seen gay people now are miserable. Remember when gay people used to be happy because yeah. they used to fuck? Yeah. Now they're miserable. Gay people like, you know, what I've been feeling is that. And it's like, why are you so upset? Right. You should be happy. Remember the Geraldo bit? He's like, I'm a little, I want gay guys to get married because I'm a little sick of their carefree lifestyles. <laughs> right. being tan- right. It's We've turned right. it into a misery. Right. It's like a miserable... And there's no, the discrimination is, is, is no longer real. I mean, yeah, okay, so, okay, somebody in Arkansas said you were a faggot because you, you, you wore a dress to Chick fil A. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bad shit happens. Bad shit happens. People have small minds. But, but also, like, the discrimination has gone down. It's gone really, really, really down. down. Yeah. And so instead of celebrating that, we've right. invented pretend discrimination, fake discrimination, and gay people are now just miserable. <laughs> They're miserable people. Yeah, and they're miserable people, and they don't even—they're not getting married. Like, yeah, everybody fought for marriage, and they're like, "Fuck that! We're not even going to do that." And they're like, "Well, we want to be able to adopt kids. How many of them are doing that? Nobody's even doing that." So they go, "Let's just be miserable," and then they're like, "Well, let's not go out and fucking have fun. Let's go and tell everybody that what pronouns should be in their bio, and they should apologize for imperialism and everything like that." And it's like. How long do you have on this planet? How long do you think you have on this planet? How miserable do you want it to be? 
Yeah, and it just made me think that Woody Allen documentary was probably the worst advertisement for adoption. I mean, he has done horrible things for adoption. People well, are now going, I, bitch I would adopt, adopt this kid, but I don't want it to fuck my boyfriend. You- <laughs> I would She adopted eight kids from yeah. Just by the numbers, one of them was going to fuck Woody. She adopted a like a Thai sex party. (laughs) I mean, she adopted. Am I wrong? No, she adopted a Thai. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, with every new adopted, rescued Cambodian, she increased the chances that her boyfriend was going to fuck. She's like Woody. Meet the new one, Fung Ling. Meet Fun Ling. I mean, he has really hurt. There's a lot yeah. of kids who could be rescued from the jungle, but now people are having second thoughts because they don't want their husband to fuck well, one of those things. Well, me and in that dock, and Woody's probably guilty, right? Yeah. He seems guilty. He but looks guilty. He looks all guilty. He looks like a guy who's coveting your daughter. It's like every movie made is about that, but me and Farrow in that documentary also looks really bad. Like... Did no one at the adoption agency, I guess because she's rich, don't care, but did, did, did anyone go, do you need an eighth? <laughs> like, did anyone stop her and go, how many of these are you going to do right, here? Right. What are you going to do? They, it's sort of like she needed a bartender to say, you've had enough. Yeah, cut her off. <laughs> yeah, cut her off. Cut she's- her off at the, at the eighth sex slave she adopted. <laughs> And brought over here. Yes. I mean, you can't just keep, conti- you can't keep <laughs> continuing to adopt endlessly in perpetuity. You need to build a wall at some point and close the border. Build a wall around your own family. Yeah. Woody. I think Texas may soon build a wall against Californians. Yeah. I mean, it's like a real fucking, uh, you know, and it's funny because they are, all of them are living here and collecting California unemployment, which is hilarious. Everyone's like secretly collecting California unemployment. Well, when the pandemic ends, uh, New York and LA will retain their prominence, I think, to a degree. But I also believe that, like, because the world is so decentralized now, there is going to be a little shift. And it, I don't know how big that shift is going to be. It's anyone's guess. But I, I, I do think people, people are tired of. Uh, but New York is is amazing. Of and, liberals, and, and, and California is amazing. But people are also just tired of the idea. Those two cities are amazing ideas that aren't functioning right now in the way, like, it's like New York's like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But the but it's like, yeah, but you can't make it here. And also, California's got no point now where it's like, it, it it's such, the difference between the California, you know, from TV and movies and the real California is such a stark contrast that people are starting to go, hey, fuck this shit. Fuck this. Like, what is this? We're getting robbed here. And we're not getting anything out of it. And this place is an idea, and the idea is now a bad idea. Yeah, and a lot of the laws in these liberal places now, yeah. unfortunately, are just being written by sort of utopian notions. Well, they're being it's written like ideas. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, like you told me, there's a law in California, you can't shoot someone if they enter your house if you, if yeah, you, you gotta can't run away. You have to prove that you tried to run away. Yeah, you got to run, run away if they try to kill you. Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, that's... So you could get sued or go to jail for killing someone who broke into your house. Well, we have people in Congress right now that think we should abolish, not not defund, which is also retarded, but for other reasons, but, like, abolish any type of police. Are you talking... When you say people in Congress, are you talking about the squad? Well, people like that, but there's other people out there. There's more than just those four. And there are people that go, we should just send social workers 
out to like the scene of a, of a brutal rape or whatever. And I know everyone's going to be like, no, but cops don't do anything for rape. It's like, sure, but let's say they saw one in progress. I think some of them would do something. And the idea that a social worker is going to be able to help when social work is like a pretend job. <laughs> I think we should do it, though. Let it go for a year. <laughs> Let it just happen. make sure it's filmed. Let the purge. Yeah, happen. just want to see it. Let just make sure we can see the social worker show up in his khaki shorts or his khaki pants with his ter- Sperry topsiders, or just some old fat black woman <laughs> who shows up with a clipboard and starts asking questions and ask if they have symptoms or what medications they're on. And uh, have they heard of FEMA? And can yeah. we get you know section yeah, eight? Yeah, social work. It's like every like person I know who had had no clue, like got into social work or psychology, which is the other fake thing that like I ask people like, oh, "What are you studying?" You go psychology. I'm like, "Oh, good. you have no you have no clue." Uh, I worked in social work, and there's two types of social workers, at yeah. least in the cities, at least in New York. When right. I was, it's like like church going black women, right? Right? Who like you know. Uh, who would do good. And then the other is like the stupidest <laughs> child in a Jewish family. Right. Like right. he might have got dropped or something. <laughs> 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 and he's just open hearted and he yeah. wears khakis yeah. and he has like sensible shoes with rubber soles. Right. Rock and he's ports. got three shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just, he always has a rash. And he just shows up. He just shows up and they just, you just always, you're always filling out. Like what medications they're on, and just asking questions: What medications are you on? Right. And you just you never fix anything because you can't. Right. That's the thing that people don't understand: you can't fix it. You just kind of are there to what have a job. Yeah, just you you're want. just constantly asking them what medications you're on. Yeah. And if we should uh, change that. <laughs> And then once in a while you get a coffee mug thrown at your head and you call 911. And nothing's fixed. Yeah. Nothing can no, nobody gets better. None of the therapies work. You know? I worked in an SRO and you know we, we took homeless people up the street and then what those people did who had apartments in the street is they started bringing garbage in from the street into their apartment. This is a true story. They wanted to live in the street. Yeah. They enjoyed. Some of them would disappear and live on the street for a little bit. Right. And then you'd ask them what medications they were on, and then it would be next Tuesday, and you'd ask them what medications they were on. Yeah. Mental health care in this country is really just a non-event. It's just a... No one cares. Yeah. I mean, my, my point is, is like social workers, it's a very noble job. Everyone should do it. Uh, I, there's, it should be like a college credit. You learn a lot. You, you, it gives you empathy. It lets you know that some pe- mental illness a lot of times makes people lose their jobs also or, or, or live on the street. Also, no family. A lot of us don't realize like without family, if your family disappears, there's a good not not everyone's just going to be a pull you up by pull yourself up by your own bootstraps type of independent. Yes. P, nobody's going to be not everyone's P Diddy who's going to create his own fucking right. you know. But no, that's what the libertarians they go. Hey yeah. man, we're gonna hey just start a paper route, figure it out, start a job. Yeah, it, you know, nobody everyone does it. And on some their of our own. ideas are like, yeah, that would have been good had that been what we started at. Yeah, we're here now. Yeah, so <laughs> explain. If Louis J. Gomez didn't start Gas Digital, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Dave Smith would be yelling about libertarian values into a cup. Right. And Lewis is amazing. Lewis is a success story. Lewis is one of those guys who, like, can do it. Yeah. But so many people in the world can't do it. Everyone needs a little help is my point. Like, yeah. it's not, 
That sort of ideal that just pulls you even billionaires. Board. Yes, I, and that's I think billionaires they need people to rob. That's why the government gives all these big realtors in New York, all these development companies in New York City, they give them tax abatement so they can build condos in Tribeca with floating bathtubs. <laughs> that's important. Yeah, it's just super important to have people have a shower with nineteen heads in it. And 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 don't worry. Don't think that the tent cities are a problem. I think we need limestone and you know Venetian marble flown in. And, no, keep uh, the tent cities. Give them addresses. They should just fucking get mail. That's what's going to happen. You know, it was a problem. I knew things were like taking a turn when like um, people were starting to say things in New York. They were going like. This house is $20 million, they go, but it's not yet in the ultra-luxury market. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is the ultra And they're like, well, that's $50 million and above. I'm going, and then you look at who's buying these apartments. It was all like dictators and blood money and fucking people that poison rivers in Zambia, people that were wanted at The Hague for yep. war crimes. But those are people that get things done. Yeah, They it's do true. things. That's my point I was making about social workers is like, Kids who've never done social work don't understand that empathy is in perpetuity. It never ends. You show up every day and how do you feel? Tell me how you're feeling. What are your medications? You know, tell me how you feel. And all is, that never ends. Right. At some point, you have to go, what are we going to do? Right. And that's not what social workers do. Right. They never go, what are we going to do? They always go, tell me about your feelings. What medications are you on? So it's like, at some point, you need a cop to do something. At some point, you need force or an action to move something. You can't just perpetually be uh, empathetic. Nothing gets done if everyone's just yeah. talking and making sure everyone's okay. That's a good point. Yeah. That Yanni Long Days. Yanni fucking Long Days. What I'm trying to say is replace even, uh, not go, we, we, shouldn't re- I'm, we shouldn't replace cops with social workers. We should replace social workers with more cops. Yeah. <laughs> We should get rid of the social workers and give them more cops. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone should walk in and put a gun on the table. (laughs) That would be funny if that was the counter march. Instead of, like, defund the police, we're like, no, don't replace the the social workers with more cops. Militarize the social workers. Give the social workers guns. Yeah, give them guns. Give them guns. a good idea. Give them a badge and guns and just swear them in like a Western town. Give those old black women and those unsuccessful Jewish guys guns. Deputize those social workers now. (laughs) Deputize (laughs) the social workers. Giannis, tell people where they can find you. Uh, They could find me uh, on unemployment. No. They could find me. They could find me if anyone asks. Named Rogan in Austin. Yeah. Um, now you could find me on uh, Twitter. Uh, you know, Instagram. You know, just listen to Long Days. I hope you guys come over and start listening to the podcast. And um, just yeah, you can uh, subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify, or you you can watch it on YouTube. Giannis was the guy we did. This is hilarious. We did say a plague, like we needed a plague. Yeah. That was crazy. It was crazy. And people were sending it to me going like, yeah. holy shit, you guys called what was what was happening. I thought they were like fucking around. Then I watched it. I'm like, oh, no, they're de- deadly serious. Another thing they're sending me recently is somebody posted a live in Gotham set I did where I apparently said in the year 2022, I said in the joke, 2022, China, China is going to attack. So they're oh. saying that I'm saying that if they attack in 2022, I called it in a live in Gotham joke. Well, I think you, I think you called it two years late. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think this was it. I think there's going to be an HR meeting yeah. at the Tim Dillon show. I think for this that was joke. it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Tim Dillon, Ben Avery. Go follow Giannis Papas, Yanni Long Days on YouTube, Patreon, everywhere you get podcasts, and we will see you soon. Thank you. <laughs>